You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number. This is episode number 133. Uh, title, Mush. We're going with The Mike Dean Show. <laughs> okay, but the real title, Mush. <laughs> is Dismayed in Chelsea. Dismayed in Chelsea, yes. Today we have to chat over our trip to Stamford Bridge on Saturday afternoon and we'll preview our visit of Leeds United after the international break. Tim will be joining us to help us with that uh, we also have Goal and Player of the Month for September to announce. All this and more. But first, I bring in the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, you're funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> how how are you after after that yesterday? Dismayed? I I am dismayed. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, just 
we expected to lose, but we didn't expect to lose in this fashion. And yeah, our hopes were definitely brought up before everything came crashing down. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually still fairly positive, as I'm sure we'll find out in this podcast. Okay. Don't worry, I'll turn that around, Kev, don't worry. <laughs> I wanted to ask you last week, actually. Um, yeah, how are you? Have you got any fuel in your car? Uh, I do, yeah. I mean, we we only fill up every uh, every two weeks, so we filled up last Sunday, no problem. It's a bad situation, but hopefully, I mean, he's getting the army in now to uh to drive the tankers. So, sure, that's what they signed up for, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as a fuel delivery driver. I mean, it's not it is not the first time it's happened. It happened under Blair when there were those fuel protests. I remember that's about twenty years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Fun times. Or not. Yeah. Uh, but how are you anyway, Kevin? How's your week been? Um, all right. Yeah. Busy as usual. And uh, yeah, today a little bit later than planned because uh, I'll tell you what, let's see if I can show you. I'm actually surrounded by lovely new double glazing. Oh, yeah. I thought you had a bit of artwork at the back there. I can see your face and your ass at the same time. <laughs> that's just a reflection. No, that's usually um, the case anyway. <laughs> should really put some trousers on <laughs> yes not a great sight yeah that, i'm definitely dismayed now <laughs> <laughs> a shame uh, but yeah we're gonna have, have that all put in and uh, clearing the flat slowly of all the crap that we built up over the years and you're moving out yeah just temporarily once you get a um, bit of work done blitz blitzkrieg um attitude to uh remont as they call it here really okay <laughs> uh, but yeah just do, doing some fundamental work on the flat just the whole bloody lot floors walls bathroom kitchen you name it so the whole the whole tower block the whole everyone's whole, whole yeah. shebang <laughs> i hope we don't affect anyone below us yeah there's no windows on the balcony which is a bit annoying when it was raining oh dear but yeah so that's keeping us busy i bet i bet Right. Um, before we get into the news, the usual, a quick reminder, buy me a coffee if you appreciate what we do uh, and you feel you'd like to buy us a pint. then please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, a, a big, massive thank you uh, for the last few donations we've received. Dan Fox, Tony Mears, you are all incredible. Thank you so much. So overall, that's, that's Scott Gorman, Rob Spurl, Timmy B, Greg Tilling. Dan Fox, Tony Mears, big love for you all. Um, if we ever get the chance to meet up, the drinks will be back on us because, yeah, you're the greatest. Yeah, I'll hold you to the phone. Yes. Um, and also, uh, if you're listening to to us on Apple Podcasts, you may not see our, our brilliant artwork that goes with each and every episode that the Moscow Mush and me spend a lot of time doing. Um, so, yeah, make sure you check out our artwork from each episode and you can see that on our Twitter or Instagram feeds. But, yeah, it's definitely worth having a look. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Connor as well for the, the photoshopping. Yeah, Connor happens. does everything for us and photoshopping. So, yeah, again, thank you to him. Uh, shall we get into the ITN news then, Mush? Go on then. This is ITN In That Number News. 
Okay, ITN News then. Our fourth round Carabao Cup tie against Chelsea at the bridge uh, now has a date. It is scheduled for Tuesday, the 26th of October, and that is a 7.45 kickoff. How about that then, Kev? A return to the bridge. Fantastic. Christ. Uh, Stuart Armstrong nearing a return to full fitness, as we know, because he was named on the bench yesterday. Unused. Uh, he's also been selected for Steve Clark's Scotland squad. So it'd be very interesting to see uh, if he's used much there. Yeah. And on the subject of Stuart Armstrong, I saw an interesting comment from Ralph in the presses that, yeah, he was kind of quite critical of Armstrong, saying that he needed to to work hard to get back in the team. that He wasn't up to scratch and that sort of thing. I don't know if it came came across a bit of a, a dig when maybe where it didn't need to be just that he's you know still recovering from injury and unfit so he'll need time to work back into the squad would have been better phrasing than yeah i think it might have just been lost in translation i'm hoping it is anyway but then again we don't know what's going on behind the behind closed doors do we there could could have been a run between the two but i don't really want to read too much into it um i didn't expect him to be part of the squad at all yesterday the fact that he was is 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 well, it's a massive positive, but, you know, he didn't get on when he could have brought him on. Yeah, and you think if he didn't bring him on in that second half, what was the point in him being on the bench at I all? I did think that, yeah. Like I said, it will be very, very interesting to see what Steve Clark does with, with him in, in that Scotland squad. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, player and goal of the month for September. This was a fun one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially the goal of the month. <laughs> um, I mean, thank fuck we scored against Sheffield United, otherwise we wouldn't have had a goal to choose from. No, it would have been the first time, wouldn't it? Yeah, I moved to that that infinite month of the goal. Yes. <laughs> Did I say infinite? I mean, it felt yeah. like infinity. Um, I meant <laughs> infamous, of course. Uh, month of the goal under Mark Hughes. But yeah, uh, it, this is you know, almost new depths. Um, anyway, we had the, the wondrous choice of uh, Salisu's goal against Sheffield United and uh, Ibrahim Diallo's in the same match. And uh, with 71% of the vote, it goes to Mosalisu. That's criminal. <laughs> I don't know how that beat Diallo's header. I really don't. I, I, I voted for Diallo's, but, you know, I think maybe people just didn't remember. And Salisu's been playing better. So, yeah, I don't know. it's a democracy. The people have spoken, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, you want a people's vote. <laughs> Put it to another vote. Yes. Um, all right, and then uh, Player of the Month. We had a lot of trouble. It was difficult. Yeah. All the wrong reasons. I mean, there's a you know a couple of players that are nailed on, and uh, the yeah, third and fourth place was tough. So if you don't agree with our choices, yeah, do know that it, it wasn't an easy thing to do. Um, all I same, guess we were just picking out the ones that sucked the least, really, weren't we? So it was difficult. I, I wouldn't say that's fair because there have been some brilliant performances in there, but I think. You know, barring a couple, that there have been some really poor performances in with some some fantastic performances. And those fantastic performances, well, the fantastic performers only had like one game, so it's difficult to award them player and of the month are, or even be in contention for it. It's, it's it's difficult. Yeah, and these are games that we've mostly drawn, so um, yeah, they weren't particularly memorable either. Um, yeah, all the same, uh, gave you a choice of Jack fucking Stevens, Oriol Romeo. Mohamed Salisu and Tino Livramento. And uh, it wasn't particularly close, I must say. Oro Romero got 3% of the vote. Harsh. Um, 
Jack fucking Stevens 19, Salisu 22, and of course Tino Livramento sweeps it with 56% of the vote. You got majority, mate. I honestly thought it was going to be more than 56% of the vote. Though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, we were we were arguing over who's going to be the third and fourth choice, and I just thought to myself, well, does it really does it really matter? Because we know that Tino's going to get it. But there again, I would have said that Diallo would have got the goal. So who knows? I think, yeah, maybe the thinking of Jack fucking Stevens was good when we had him. Uh, we didn't lose when we had him. And now that he's gone, we don't look as good. So we could maybe give it to him on that. But, um, yeah, Romeo, 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 he had a good game yesterday, I think. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was just poor against Wolves. I think that just burned in the memory, really, didn't it? Yeah, and see, Forster got us into the next round of the cup, but he only had the one game. Yeah, I really wanted to put him in, but... Uh, Not even in contention. See. Nah. Sorry, oh, mate. Maybe next month. Lone Watch, then. A uh, little bit of news to go through in the Lone Watch. Uh, Kane Ramsey uh, drew 1-1 with Plymouth away uh, on Tuesday night, uh, but he was taken off after 51 minutes, you know, under unusual circumstances. He was struggling to breathe. It was really, really scary stuff. He wasn't looking too good. Um it was said to be an allergic reaction. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that that's just what it was. I mean, I don't know exactly what the allergic reaction was, but yeah, you, you said he wasn't looking particularly good. Someone said that uh, it looked like he'd done 10 rounds with Usyk. Mm, yeah, scary. Very, very scary stuff, considering what happened with um with Christian Eriksen in the Euros as well. It's just, you never want to see it. But um, sure. yeah, as I say, he's feeling much, much better now. He, he So much so that he played... Full 90 minutes in Crew's 2-2 home draw with Cambridge on Saturday. And guess what? He picked up his customary booking. That proves he's back to his usual self, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, literally within hours, he posted on um, social media, on Twitter, saying, like, yeah, I'm feeling fine. I think he just had he had the medication, you know, in his locker or whatever, and um, just had to take that, and then it went. So, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, they've moved up to 22nd in the league now, a point behind Charlton uh, to move out of the relegation zone. God, Charlton are trap, aren't they? <laughs> they won't be this week because they've got the B team <laughs> in, the, uh, in the cup. In oh, the, yes. Uh, football league oh, trophy. So that should be an easy wow. one. Nigel Adkins is going to have fun, isn't he? Yeah, he certainly will. Um, down on Underloo, his Lincoln side lost 2-0 away to Morecambe on Tuesday. Uh, he started, uh, but came off in the 77th minute. Uh, and yesterday he played the whole 90 minutes of their 2-2 draw with Plymouth. And he also picked up a booking. Uh, and they are 16th in League One. And Will Ferry's Crawley, they drew 2-2 with Harrogate Town and Ferry played the entire 90 minutes. Uh, and Crawley lost 2-1 at Tramir Rovers yesterday. Uh, but Will Ferry picked up a knock and played no part in that loss. Maybe that's why they lost, clearly. Uh, and they have now slipped to 14th in League Two. Can I, can I just jump in? I'm, I know he's not a lone E because um, he's left Saints, but he's still a youngster. Uh, Tommy O'Connor. Yes, yes. I did Denver. see who he scored against, yeah. <laughs> yeah, put Burton Albion 1-0 uh, up. Beauty. I didn't see it, but I, I saw I saw the reports. Everyone was right up on it, as, as, as they usually are when someone scores against them. A lot of used to play for us, so... Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, the B team, however, not good stuff again. Uh, away to Birmingham City on Monday night. Uh, they were 2-0 up and lost 3-2. Another devastating loss. 
uh, and home to Stoke on Friday night. 1-1, Kev. A big, big point indeed. That was, well, that was at Staplewood. Uh, and a goal from uh, Kazima Legby, his second penalty of the season. They remain bottom of the table, of course. Some four points off Birmingham. Uh, big game's coming up for them now. Shit, yeah. I can't score except for penalties. Mm. Mm. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, the women's, they are playing in 10 minutes uh, against Kingsham Town at home. And that's, uh, yeah, that's a two o'clock kickoff. So uh, we'll look out for that. Just on the subject of the the women, I mean, not Southampton FC women, but Southampton women's FC. It wasn't just Kane Ramsey who'd um, suffered on pitch during the week as well. Eleanor Reid, though, she collapsed on pitch uh, during Southampton women's FC's match against Chichester City. And uh, yeah, the match was called off. Um, she's in hospital and recovering. I think she's just going to be on the slow path to recovery. But um, yeah, definitely best of wishes to oh, a speedy recovery to Eleanor. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, wow. This is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. OK, then. Uh, Chelsea yesterday, Stamford Bridge, lost by a score of 3-1. Goal from the penalty spot from James Ward-Prowse before seeing a straight red uh, and picking up a free match ban. Uh, Chelsea goals were from Trevor Shalaba, Timo Werner later on, and Ben Chilwell even later. Uh, starters, changes, or two changes from the from the Wolves' defeat. Walcott back uh, in the 11 following his layoff. Teller gets his first start instead of Elianusi, and of course Adams went to the bench. Stuart Armstrong on the bench, as we mentioned. Uh, nice, very nice. Uh, before we get into the details of the game, I just want to say how great the travelling fans were because they, they were full of yes. song. They were often heard over the Chelsea faithful. Despite the result, you know, the fans were forever singing. Even at the end, they were there and, you know, carrying on singing. So, yeah, that was fantastic to see. Yeah, certainly. Right now, that's out of the way. <laughs> One nil down after nine minutes. <laughs> Trevor Shalaba alone at the back post. Another set piece. And it was just easy, really, wasn't it? No defender on the sticks. Uh, James Ward-Prowse was lost, truly, wasn't he there? I don't know what he was playing at, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what the defending strategy was there. I mean, is it zonal or man-marking? Either way you look at it, um, they didn't <laughs> carry out either of those. Um, yeah, no players at either post. Um, Ask Villacueta and Chalabar completely unmarked for a corner. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Beyond but fucking belief. It is, but I mean, I will say this. Cesar Azpilicueta is in an offside position in McCarthy's eye line. Yes. Not even considered. Not even looked at. Let's, lots to discuss from this goal alone, really, isn't there? Because you have to put players on the post from corners, in my opinion. And there's this modern way of defending corners with a mixture of zonal and, and man for man, like you mentioned. And that just leaves no one on the posts. And it, it keeps happening. We've seen I saw it last week as well. There's several goals. I think it was um, Man United Aston Villa game. There's just no one on the posts anymore because they're bringing in these set piece specialists to deal with these and it's not fucking working is it keeps no, happening no yeah try that against burnley and see how you do <laughs> yeah and um as a bit of quite even as a little tussle with maca just as the ball's coming in to sort of put him off um i mean i don't know if you classify it was a as a foul but again interfering. He's there interfering with play yeah. yeah 
And you know, Kevin, that was the first time we've conceded in the first half this season. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a surprise, isn't it? It surprised me too. Yeah. Um, the, the one good chance that I think a lot of people have, have, have spoken about in that first half from us, uh, Kai Walker-Peters did brilliant down the left, puts in a cross for Walcott, should have done better with it, just headed it wide. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's you know, you're a beautiful um, play along the, the line there, just dancing around everyone gets the ball it's an ideal ball in as well and walker i don't know how uh, he's at the near post and manages to head it past the far post yeah he almost made it into a glancing header when it wasn't it was a glancing header yeah yeah Yeah. it should yeah it could have just been like a power one you know but that's walker for you that's walker for you yeah first half performance cav i mean i we kept them at bay for large portions right because chelsea dominated possession you always knew that was going to happen but they just couldn't double the lead. I mean, I wouldn't say they dominated possession. Um, half-time stats said they had 54% possession. It's a combination, wasn't it, of um, of luck and good play. I think, you know, when we had uh, defensive lapses, um, something went against Chelsea. I mean, it wasn't a particularly clean game from them, was it? No, absolutely not. I, um, I mean... No, we mentioned the, uh, the interference on the corner there led to their goal then yeah Bonn chalked off for offside disallowed for various fouls it's quite a lot of little you know niggling little fouls um quite a lot for the rest from, from both sides yeah yeah a lot of chances for him to to get it wrong <laughs> <laughs> incidentally i was reading a match report and you know they've started giving marks out of 10 for the referees now really Yes. What did um, it's Martin Atkinson, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Martin yeah. Atkinson. I gave him a six. Okay. Yeah, yeah reasonable, I suppose. Uh, yeah, but better performance than Redmond, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lukaku did have the ball in the net at one point, but the flag was up. It's correct decision, right? Yes. Yeah, but again, it's a situation that we we shouldn't be in. Really and that, quite easily. And that's Walker Prowse, wasn't it? Walker Prowse. Walker Prowse. Have to put um, Walker oh. Peters, uh, uh, Will Prowse on for the, the Leeds match just in Walker Peters' shirt and say, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah but no, yeah, just got, gets beaten too easily by Rudiger and um, it's a, a tasty little through ball to the guy who, but yeah, doesn't time his run well. Um, flag goes up straight away. Uh, VAR, did they have to confirm it? Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, because it was uh, quite clearly offside. Um, and it was it after that decision that Tuchel got booked for slagging the referees? No, no, it was after the um, the Timo Werner disallowed goal that he disallowed got. Disallowed goal, That yeah. was a bit later on, but yeah. Uh, we mentioned James Ward-Prowse there, you know, easily beaten by Rudiger. Uh, hasn't been himself this season at all, has he? And I'm going to say it, right, maybe this suspension could rejuvenate him somewhat because maybe he does need a little bit of a rest. You know he's an iron man, and there was no way he should have been involved in that um, Sheffield United game. I mean, I know, I know he didn't start, but you come off the bench and there's just no need to bring him on. And if you're looking for a silver lining there, I guess that's it. Maybe just give him a little bit of a break. And more importantly, see how we play without him, because we just don't know, do we? Well, I mean, he was going to be on a break anyway, because we've got um, an international uh, an international break coming up. And Southgate doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah, Southgate um, has somehow managed to forget he exists. So, uh, well, I can see why in this in this case, to be honest. Uh, he's not at his best. Yeah, that 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 is fair. But yeah, now he gets three games off. So, uh, Liveramento, Kevin, always a bright spark going forward. He's always something to 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 look forward to. I guess he tried to link up with Theo as much as he could, but I mean, let's face it, Chelsea defended pretty well. 
there was a moment when Hudson Adoy was running down the left after dispossessing Tino. Uh, Tino puts his head down and he's gone. He's he's following back with the play and he caught he catches up and puts in a fantastic tackle. That is fucking outstanding. That's incredible. You lose the ball, you don't give up, you put you put in a goal saving tackle like that. Absolutely brilliant from him. Just doesn't doesn't let it get to him. Can you, I mean, can you imagine if that was Theo or Redmond losing the ball there? Can you see them tracking back? I mean, it, de- it depends on what mood they're in, but Tino always seems to be up for it. I thought it was ludi- 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 ludicrous um, <laughs> who uh, dispossessed him. But yeah, I mean, he does manage to, to run from one end of the pitch to the other. Um, and yeah, the other tackle he put in beautifully timed. Yeah, just amazing. So maybe perhaps he could learn from him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, how can you leave leave Tino out of the team at the moment when he's given so much effort? And I kind of sympathise with Ralph over over the whole Livramento KWP Perot situation because KWP's been fantastic. Well, he was last season. Doesn't deserve to be on the bench. Perot needs more time and also doesn't deserve large amounts of time on the sidelines. But how can you fit them all in, I suppose? And it's kind of shoehorning Kai Walker-Peters in just because he doesn't need to be on the bench, does he? But like I've said before, push, push Tino up further forward. And especially as we don't have James Ward-Prowse now. Put Stu through the centre. Drop Theo, Redmond, Elianusi, etc. They're all ineffective at the moment. And let's push Tino further forward. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been saying for a long time, haven't we? But um, yeah, I think if you've got uh, Pero and... Who's the ideal partner on the left there? Gineppo, maybe. Mm. On one wing. Um, Tino, as brilliant as he is, doesn't really have a decent partner on that right wing. So maybe putting Wait, not, not, behind him. Not having a consistent partner as well doesn't help. Yeah, but I, I think if, if uh, yeah, you had Walker Peters behind him, that help him defensively and allow him to, to push further forward. Um, and we could have a, an effective attack down both wings because, I mean, a lot of our play was coming down the left yesterday. So, yeah, Tino didn't have you know that huge amount of uh, time on the ball, but when he did have a look in, he's looking as lively as ever. Yeah. Timo Werner headed Chelsea into that 2-0 lead, only for VAR to rule it out again. Um, as Pilaqueta with a foul on Kai Walker-Peters, do you agree with that? Was that a little, little soft, a little bit harsh maybe? Um. I mean, it's good they spotted it, but I mean, at the same time, Livramento was being fouled by Lukaku, and it wasn't initially clear which foul that they were looking at until they they, they picked that one. Um, yeah, take your pick. So, either way. I mean, Mike Dean at least paying lip service to being unbiased by looking at fouls against Saints for once. I suppose um, so. Yeah. But it was a goal that shouldn't really have happened. It was. I, th- I think poor defending in the build-up. You got three crosses that weren't cleared. I mean, it was a good block from Bidnarek, but he puts it straight back to Sepilicueta and goes over the over the goal, uh, over the face of goal, and then yeah, back in again. It's just yeah, just too edgy. And you know, it's, as the clock's ticking down in that first half, you don't want to be going out two nil down. Definitely not. That could have been yeah, that would have been game set and match right there, wouldn't it? But um. Yeah, lucky uh, not to. Yeah, uh, Timo Werner, poor, poor Timo. You know, since moving to Chelsea, he's um, had 16 goals disallowed by the AR. <laughs> That's <laughs> mental. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Tuchel picks up uh, a booking for his disgust there. Kevin Walcott off Diallo on. I thought Diallo did well. 
I thought, you know, spreading the ball around. He was looking to join in the attacks whenever we had them. Pass the ball to Livermento for the um, for the penalty. Yeah, yes, interesting choice. We wouldn't expect to see this from Ralph last season. But um, switching to three at the back, effectively, with Romelu right back there, Bidnarik on the right and Salisu on the left. Tino and Walker-Peters pushed up much higher, piled on the pressure. And, um, yeah, it was working. It was. It certainly was. And then, then, you know, we get we get into the area. Uh, Chilwell takes down Livermento. I say takes him, he chops him down. Blatant. No complaints. As obvious as you can get, right? Sort of like uh, Mortal Kombat. as a, a, a sort of scissor kick. Finish him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mind you, I thought they had a Armstrong one with Man City and, and Kyle Walker was blatant. But then it, then again, you know. I did. Well, I mean, look, I mean, Chilwell doesn't argue with it. I think you can see and um, you can see the cameras pick up the Chelsea fans just on, on the, the sidelines that um, sorry behind the goal. And you can tell by their reactions. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> We've given one away. Yeah. yeah, they're not swearing. They're just uh, they're wincing. They're just like, yeah, it's, it's awful. Oops. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, a great penalty. Um, ice cold. It's probably the best thing that Ward Prowse has done for quite a while. He, he tucked it away. Yeah. I mean, he, he, again, I don't remember him being particularly good penalty, penalty taker when he started his penalty duties, but he seems to have um, built up a lot of confidence. And yeah, do you see Mendy there channeling his inner Yerji Dudek dancing along the, the goal line to kind of put him off? <laughs> it still, still gets sent the wrong way. Didn't work, yeah, it didn't work. Do you know his last nine goals now have been penalties or free kicks? That doesn't surprise me. So is he good? Is he our top scorer now? Uh, no, he's um, That's he's got uh, no. Elianusi's got four, isn't he? Ah, okay, but in the league. Yes, McCarthy. The save on on Timo Werner was was incredible. And I, I I've sat and I've listened to fans saying that Forster needs to be playing, and I, all of them are saying this. But really, I have to ask why, because. All right, you may say he's a better keeper. Pro- yeah, probably is. But McCarthy has done nothing wrong this season at all. And he's not the reason that we've been losing or failing to score. I mean, he's dealt with everything. Well, everything he's supposed to deal with anyway. And, and pulled off some brilliant saves when he when he has no right to, I guess. He, he should have been in contention for player of the month as well, I think. Because I feel like he's only mentioned when he's made a mistake. And, and I'm here to give him some much needed love because... That was brilliant from Maka. Yeah, not by us. I mean, if he's had a good game, we're there to sing his praises. Yeah, I just think it needs to be a little bit more balanced between the fans, because like I've said, there's not enough love for him even after this performance. I think it's not really a fair comparison. I mean, overall, I think, yeah, Forster is the the, the better keeper, but um, I don't see how... McCarthy should be dropped based on his performance this season and it's not fair we're playing weaker teams in the cup when Forster comes out so he looks he looks good um you know still letting to under whatever circumstances against Sheffield United and yeah Maka yeah not always an out of 10 performer but yeah he, he definitely gives it his all certainly yeah um player we haven't mentioned at all today is that Nathan Teller um, he came off for, yeah. for exactly came off for, for Musa Gineppo. A quick word on him. Not good enough, I guess. Not good enough for me anyway. He's just well. I mean, Who, I asked Teller him, or Gineppo? T- well, Teller. Is he just a one-trick pony? Because does he just have pace? His decision making isn't even close, really, is it? There's a a number of occasions where he looked to take on Aspilicueta, and you you got to applaud him for that, I suppose. But you you've got to try and be positive on the ball. But really, he wasn't even close to it, to be honest. And 
People say modern football is all about pace, but does he actually have anything else in his locker? Are we talking about Teller or Janelle? We're talking <laughs> about Teller, for goodness sake. You say, the both, you say the same about both of them. I suppose. But then Moose has got the tricks, isn't he? Um, and yeah, but he, I mean, just, you know, dancing about the, the sideline and in and out with defenders and then running it into the side netting doesn't get us anywhere either. No. Forget Gineppo for now. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, but yeah, like you said, Teller, he's, he's got the pace. But, you know, all the fans have been screaming, you know, what's Teller done to be left out of the team? I was. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd um, still much rather give Teller a go over Redmond at the moment. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? But, but still, he, he hasn't shown that he was that much better. No, he I didn't. I think Redmond didn't have that bad a game. Are you joking? No. Redmond was... I just... I've lost patience with that guy. He was useless. What did he do? Him and Armstrong up front, it went, I didn't even know they were playing. Oh, Armstrong as well, yeah. I mean, this, this is a difficult one. Um, I did feel sorry for Armstrong. Um, I mean, before um, Ward Prowse gets sent off, Armstrong has a charge forward, and he's got the choice of Teller on his left and Redmond on the right, but neither of them are willing to make a run in. So he's kind of forced into doing having a shot himself and I think Thiago Silva intervenes that is just frustrating you know the few chances that we do get either it's a poor ball in or Yatella, Redmond, Gileppo, Onusi, whoever stick it into the first defender um, Armstrong doesn't run into those spaces not you know not only him but again, nobody seems to be creating yeah yeah it's just wrong space. decisions it's isn't just it? being relying on Ings to create his own space. Exactly, that's what we're missing. Uh, yeah, they end up making more decisions. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And you know what? The more and more this goes on, the worse it's going to get because players like that are going to thrive on confidence. Yeah, I and mean, we thought, you know, Armstrong getting his first goal in early was a was a good sign, but it's it's gone dry now. It certainly has, just like the petrol. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they've all run out of fuel. They have, yeah. Uh, Kevin, the the, the main talking point and the reason that we lost this game James Ward Prowse red card uh, needless I guess mistimed uh, you telling me? Yeah, he did make a genuine attempt to get the ball and Mendy did make a poor pass and Prowse had every right to make an attempt I mean they've said it on match of the day as well if he gets the ball there in that area then there's a great chance that we score so there was a big <laughs> reward there but did he need, yeah, did he well, need to go to ground on it though did you I mean well put it this way if he'd have stayed on his feet do you think that it would have been a yellow? If who, if um, Prowse has taken this? Game. Yeah, sure. If he just done like a step in lunge well, tackle as opposed to you know got feet off the ground the studs, you know. Well, yeah, possibly not. Jorginho probably would have controlled it a little bit better, but I, I just kind of sympathise with Prowse that he had the right to go for that, you know, that errant pass from Mendy. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, there were positives to the performance, and um, you know. Within the last 15 minutes of the game, it's one all. You've got a chance to win it, and they were going for it. And it's pressure from Redmond, uh, who you were just slagging off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good. He can chase a ball. Well done. <laughs> well, yeah, he's putting Mendy under pressure, and it's it's not the, the best of passes from him to Jorginho. And, yeah, Prowse, I mean, just a fraction of a second earlier, and he probably would have got to the ball but it was yeah it was late it was badly timed um the pitch was really 
Bargy as well. I think that does come into play. Um, I never just, even thought yeah, of that. That's a good Aqu- point. Aqua planes into him. I mean, may- maybe he was kind of using that to his advantage to try, try and um, snatch the ball from him. But yeah, I mean, fair play for the endeavour, but it, it didn't work out very well. And I thought when the ref um, gave him a yellow, I was thinking, fuck me, he's lucky there because yeah. he, he could have give him a red quite easily well i'm convinced well Giorgino didn't help the situation at all did he because i'm convinced that (laughs) i don't think var would have looked at this if if um Giorgino had got straight back up again so i think that yellow would have stood oh he did get up in the end i mean he got up in the end, but after he'd like when, uh, given birth. Uh, Martin Atkinson, yeah, but I mean, when you know uh, Martin Atkinson shows him the yellow card, and we think, all right, we're going to play on, and then Mike Dean says, "Oh, you've forgotten I'm here, have you?" Um, <laughs> but yeah, by that time, Georgino is up and wandering about and um, having a laugh about it. I must say, um, Prousey smirking as much as I love it probably didn't help him here. No, no, and he's got to take the blame for this for this result, you know. Yeah, he will quarter of an hour with 10 men at Stamford Bridge is hard enough for any team isn't it but you know when you when you're Saints and you can't score it's um backs to the wall and yeah free free game suspension now Kev shit yeah so yeah you will miss that Chelsea match yeah in the, in the uh, EFL Cup Carabao Cup yeah he's going to miss that also yeah blimey. I mean not going back to Stamford Bridge is probably a good thing back to the scene of the crime but um yeah we, we're going to miss him against Leeds and Burnley that's right, yeah. Mm, crucial ones. Really, really crucial. Well, I suppose yeah. they're all crucial now, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, back to the VAR decision. Um, yeah, did you hear Ralph after the match? He said that, um, yeah, I knew when Mike Dean was on VAR that I referee did. would go and have a look at it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he said not he's, not, he's not been kind to us in the past or something, didn't he? And I was like, yeah, he knows. He knows the score. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm sure Mike Dean knows that he's been... You know, thorn in our side. I'm sure he knows it. Maybe he's just playing up to it now. He's got to be like, do you think they look at their own stats and like, oh, shit, I've I've, uh, I've been re- responsible for sending off like 20 Saints players in the last year. Obviously not that high. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Mike Dean uh, strikes me as the sort of self-centered cunt who Googles <laughs> himself. So, yeah, whatever he reads there, he deserves to see. <laughs> uh, no death threats, though, please. It's not worth a man's <laughs> life. It's not worth it. Yeah, Timo Werner gave them that lead late on. It was a quality goal. Let's 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 say it, that yeah. uh, starting off with uh, too much to ask for, really, wasn't it? The ten men and in, in, in quarter of an hour, uh, pen back, undermanned, and it was a brilliant pass from Barkley which set that up. Beautiful. Yeah, and Aspilicueta has a lot to do and squares it straight across to to Werner there. Um, you can't just help. You can't help but admire it. Um, yeah, the other goals that were either allowed or disallowed. Um, weren't as beautiful as that. I think if they were playing like that for the whole 90 minutes or for at least for, for the most part of it, you would have said, well, yeah, we were just completely outplayed there. But a flash of brilliance like that. And I thought we were doing well to try and hold it together at that point. But yeah. I think we were. I mean, it took them to the 84th minute, didn't it? Yeah, 10 minutes to go. And you think, well, you know, could we kind of get back in? It is theoretically possible. Let's hope for another penalty. We could actually win this game. But yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and then Redmond comes off for El Yanusi, And I've said before, I just thought he was anonymous. I don't think he's doing enough to get in this team at the moment. But he's obviously doing something that Ralph likes and apparently that you like. Well, like I say, praise where praise is due there. He was putting on the pressure. He wasn't, you know, standing with his arms on his hips, 
arm, his arms on his hips, standing with his hands on his hips in a offside position as he has done in the past. Um, he wasn't indifferent, at least. Well done. Yeah, that's that's a plus for you then, Redmond. You haven't been completely shit. <laughs> Not completely shit. Yeah, I think there were there were players who were. More or less completely shit. I don't know. I disagree. I think Redmond was the worst player on the pitch. Um, well, I think getting sent off was definitely... Oh, yes, of course. Prousey. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Prousey, yeah. Defensively, he, he was a liability as well, Prousey. So he I wasn't, wasn't yeah, he was awful before that. Mm. Yeah, sorry, Redmond. You weren't the worst player on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself a pat on the back. Well done. That's an improvement. It is. Uh, Chilwell goal, Kev. That was impressive also. Uh, Mac- McCarthy was unlucky there because he made a bloody good effort and... You know, the, the, the build up to the play, it was a post, it was a crossbar and it was it was a fucking bloody good shot from a left back, wasn't it? Yeah. I, you know, at this point in the game where it's all going to shit, I mean, I just, you know, I can't I can't really handle it, to be honest. Um, the players can't either. But yes, yeah, so much happened in the in space of a few seconds. Um, the Kaku hits the post and then Aspilicueta hits the bar. Um, and yeah, but it comes out to Chile, he recovers it and puts in a wonderful volley. Um, yeah, I thought Macker had saved it, but yeah, again, uh, slight criticism that he got pushed back, you know, just an inch or two too far into the goal. And uh, yeah, Hawkeye obviously gave that. Yeah, good goal line technology is a good thing, but um, I just wish they'd have been like, well, just for the effort. You're going to win this game anyway. Let's just chalk that one off, you know? Say, oh, that was a good save. Nah, you can't give that one. Yeah, and that was it. 3-1. Ultimately, the red card would cost us, and it it did change the game entirely because at 1-1, not only were we in it, but Chelsea didn't really look up for it either, did they? And I I think the the scoreline flatters them somewhat. So we had some good efforts out there. And McCarthy, uh, Salisu and Bednarik, Kev, I think they dealt with Lukaku well enough. Um, yes, he must be fucking difficult to defend against. You know, he he manhandled Salisu at times, but I think that's the sort of game that that Salisu thrives on, that physical side of the play. Um, And he won't be bullied, will he? So you have to take some solace out of the fact that it it took a a really strong Chelsea side that late to take the points. Um, And it must have frustrated them because we heard booing from the home fans at points. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't know if they're bringing the referees for making those decisions, but yeah, when, the, when they're walking off at half time, I don't think it was um, the, the team that they were booing. I like to think it was. <laughs> but it wasn't, though. Um, yeah, but the, like you said, they, they, they really restricted Lukaku. Um, he was limited to two shots, uh, one of which was that, you know, last minute one against the post. So that's definitely achievement. And I'm sure I'm not the only one here, or at least uh, well, our listeners anyway, who captained Lukaku. Because you think, mm-hmm. well, if it doesn't work out for me, I'm pleased that he hasn't scored. Uh, but if it does, well, at least there's something good come out of the game. A good decision. Well, I say it would have been before, but not, not so much. Um, but I guess we did the best we could in the situation we presented, right? I mean, Theo Redmond... Armstrong were just not good enough and Teller too, I guess. And Prousey was poor. So a lot of poor performances individually. But um, I continue to be impressed with Livramento and I thought Diallo was good. Uh, back two handled Lukaku, I thought. So, yeah, that's where I stand. Uh, man of the match for you, Kevin? OK, I mean, yeah, Diallo, when, when he came in, uh, looked, looked all right. Um, I think there's, there's a few players. Uh, Walker-Peters, I think he was looking decent as a, a left back. He's kind of hit and miss, really, from him, isn't it? Mm. Um, 
yeah, whether he can play on his, on his weaker foot. But um, yeah, Bednarik and Salisi to a lesser extent, I suppose. I thought, I thought they had a decent match, um, getting some lovely blocks in. Uh, did get beaten in the air quite a lot, though, uh, which is unfortunate. And yeah, the, the defending on set pieces, fuck me, they've got to work on that, haven't they? Oh, God, yeah. So it's Prousey. Um, and yeah, Romelu, uh, he's such a versatile player, apparently. I mean, um, he slipped back into a, a back three there quite nicely um, and mopped up play. And yeah, I think they, they've got someone who, in the last minutes of the game, you think, would if you've got Romelu Lukaku against uh, Salisu Bignaric or against Romelu. Um, yeah, I think that's that's more of a, a, a battle, isn't it? Um, however, yeah, I love yeah, I, I mean, he, he, did, he has his poor games occasionally. But, so does everyone. Um, I think there's a reason that Prousey gave him the armband as he was walking off. It's just a no-brainer, really. He's just a, such a solid performer. And yeah, he did pick up his customary early <laughs> yellow card. And you think that, oh, he's going to be sleeping on thin ice. But That's he, for you, Kane. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was that time he spent in the under-23s that they, they all looked at Romain and thought, oh, he's such a stand-up uh, character and just copied what he did. And now they get booked every fucking match. <laughs> but, but never sent off. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know how he does it, how he just um, manages to tone it down a little bit so he doesn't get that second, you know. He knows his limits. Yeah. But kick I'm not him, kick him early to let them be scared and then, you know, just ease off. Yeah, just, yeah, like um, like going to prison, I suppose. You want to stamp your authority early on. It's a great simile, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Anyway, for all those good performances, like I said, they're, 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 yeah, you mentioned the shite performers. I, I think there's a few good performers, but I'm going to give it to a man that we've been singing the praise of for most of this podcast now, Maka. Um, yeah, I mean, it's strange to give man of the match to uh, a keeper when he's let in three and, well, two more that have been chalked off as well. But, I mean, how many more would it have been if he hadn't have put in a performance like that? I mean, that, that save with his left hand from T.O. Werner was just, yeah, another level, really. Well, do yeah. Oh, uh, good, good, Kevin. Well done. I'm nodding along to you at the moment, although you can't see me. But um, yeah, Livermento's got a lot in his locker, hasn't it? Like I said before, he's got the pace, he's got the desire to get forward. He can defend, as we've seen as well. Positionally, he looks spot on, Um, won the penalty. And he's still only 18, so he's going to be a star. But I'm going to uh, continue to give the love to Maka. And... Again, like you've said, it seems strange to give him the gong when he's, you know, conceded three. But I mean, yeah, like you said, again, he kept us in it, really. It could have been a lot more. Yeah, he was so unlucky with that third goal. But um, I'm going to give it to Maka as well. So, yeah, well played, Alex McCarthy. You are both of our man of the match. A position then that moves us to 17th. That's one point above the relegation zone. Four points, no wins, four draws and three losses. Ugh. But uh, Burnley, Kevin, who are below us, uh, have to travel to City after the international break. And we have Leeds, of course. Uh, And speaking of Leeds. Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. Okay, then uh, after the international break, we go to Leeds. 
um, on the 16th, Saturday, the 16th of October. And with us, as always, to talk through Leeds, we have Tim. Tim, how are you this week? Uh, I mean, it's not ideal in terms of the Saints right now. Uh, they're not looking too good. But personally, couldn't complain. Things are pretty decent so far and excited for the planning of the trip that I'll be there in actually one month's time, 11-3-2021. Well, yeah, so 3 of November, or 2021. So. Yeah, we say it the other way around. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Confuses the hell out of me at times when I'm looking at, uh, uh, like, Giants, Rangers, Knicks and stuff. It's like, what? <laughs> 10th of March? Yeah. <laughs> Leeds, as I said, uh, Saturday the 16th of October. Uh, nickname? Lily Whites, Yorkshireman. Yeah, yeah the Whites. Uh, the Peacocks as well. The Bread Cakes. The Bread Cakes. <laughs> uh, peac- Do you know why they're called the Peacocks, Kevin? Because they're a bunch of cocks. <laughs> no, apparently because of the old Peacock pub and the new pe- Peacock pub. Um, you should know, mate. You fucking lived there. I didn't live near anywhere near Ellen Rose. <laughs> Is there a Still. pub there then that was called the Peacock? I think or Bell End Road, as we like we like to call it. I think <laughs> that was um the the ground was uh, put in between the two pubs and they were called the Old Peacock and the New Peacock, I believe. So yeah, that's where uh, uh the Peacocks comes from. But yeah, no, we didn't go to either when we went to Ellen Road. Did we? No, we did not. Did we? Bell End Road, Kevin. Bell End Road. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, famous fans, either of you? Um, can't tell you. Again, give me clues. Uh, Australian actor. Hugh Grant. Guy Pearce. He's English. Hugh Grant's a Fulham fan, anyway. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah, well done. Uh, a Spice Girl. Uh, Mel B. Yes, uh, lead singer of the Stereophonics. That Welsh fella. That Welsh fella, indeed, Kelly Jones, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Father Ted. Um, uh, Dougal. Oh, Arvilla Hannon. Yep. Uh, University Challenge. Paxman. <laughs> Paxman, Jeremy Paxman. Uh, Irish golfer. Rory McIlroy. No. He's a Man United fan, I believe. Uh, anyway, I'll tell you, it's Podrick Harrington. He's a, a big Leeds fan, uh, apparently. They've got all the right credentials. I think out of all of those, the only person born in Leeds was Mel B. Um, actually, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about Jeremy Paxman. I don't know where he's... Anyway, uh, Tim, Leeds, uh, brilliant return to the Premier League last term. Uh, beat us with ease, home and away last season. Uh, five scored and none conceded. Having a bit of a slow start this time around, despite bringing in the lights of like Junior Firpo and, and, and Dan James... Uh, home to Watford on Saturday and came out with the points and a 1-0 win. This is another big one now. Uh, two well, points directly above us. Uh, we need to start picking up points against someone and can we do it this time? And we have over a week to consider them, I suppose. So. We need to is ba- the best way to describe it. So they're sitting at 16th, so we're in 17th and we we need the points. Uh, they're at six points, we're at four and we're one of four teams who have not won a game yet. And that includes Burnley, Norwich, and Newcastle. So you know that Burnley and Newcastle always try to scrape through. They're doing they're doing their best with Sean Deitch and oh, Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce over there. And they can go on a run at any point in time, showing that in the last few years while they finish lower table. <clears throat> They'll, they're they're successful. Now we can count on Norwich being out, so we have to be better than two other teams uh, at this point. Uh, so, but the good thing, I want to say, the good thing, and is the, they've had a lot of injury concerns, and so that depends on what's going to happen then uh, for after the international break. So they'll have a full week to be able to recover, leading into the game uh, going on to the 16th of October. 
they've had a lot of center back concerns, uh, but not recently. Just we had they did bring back Cooper and Lorente, who Lorente was able to score the goal against Watford. Uh, Luke Ayling's been out, and he's a tough son of a gun, and he wouldn't be out unless he absolutely had to. And then Bamford's been out for a while, so you had Rodrigo sliding in up top, which is kind of his natural position there. And so, yeah, with Dan James and Junior Furpo being their big signings over the summer, uh, lots to look forward to in terms of uh, the high press that they have. And last year, it was the ex- it was kind of the anticipated matchup, the exciting matchup with our high press versus their high press and expecting a lot. And then we just completely fell over because of that. And yeah, they're just so, I mean, Bielsa's sides are just full of energy, aren't they? I mean, he, he just works them so hard and they're making sure that they are just relentless with their pace and just don't give up on anything. Absolutely. Then they usually lead the uh, the league in interceptions. And while they do press heavily, it's crazy to think about because they actually do have a decent amount of possession. You would think that they'd be a, a run and dump type style. And that's not it. That's actually more of us right now, since we have to, we are not able to connect through the middle. Well, certainly and dump. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's, uh, I think that's a testament to Armstrong being out, who's been our best player at being able to connect and lead between, well, Ings last year, since Armstrong hasn't been in the season, hasn't been able to play this season. So. Their traditional formation is a 4-1-4-1, but it does move around a lot. So depending on when they're in their attack, it's a 3-5-2. Ailing usually slid into that right center back role, but who knows when it comes to Shackleton and how that how that was all set up. I didn't catch the Leeds game this past uh, uh, yesterday. And they can also slide into a 4-3-3 with uh, Rafinha being able to be that right winger. It's pretty crazy. And then they'll shift to five at the back with... Uh, being in defense and that's Stuart Dallas who can literally float around the park and do just about anything at any point in time. So hopefully uh, with those, with the, with Luke, (laughs) we can keep Luke Luke alien out. We can keep Bamford out and uh, that'll be our best hope in terms of being able to uh, connect and score and uh, hopefully get a win out of it. So their expected formation is going to be fairly fairly similar to what they had against Watford. Meslier in in goal. You've got Junior Furpo in left back, Cooper Lorente, and then Shackleton. Unless Ailing does come back, uh, he'll be in the right back role. Calvin Bill- Phillips holding down that DM role. Uh, the the middle the middle tier, the midfield of four: Rafinha, Dallas, Click, and Dan James, along with Rodrigo up top. Now, I don't expect Bamford to be back, but Ailing is potential to come back in that time. Uh, the key battle is always going to be Rafinha. That guy is flair on flair on flair, and he's just as got as much flair as Saint Maximin, and it's crazy to think about. So. Um, we'll see what happens and shop blocking from Salisu and hopefully we're able to lock him down, but he's on the right side and, you know, we don't know who's going to be there. If it's KWP or Parad. Well, it's definitely uh, not going to be a left back. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Perot, uh, I, I think is, I want to say is KWP is just great. And so Perot being dropped is not to the detriment of Perot is just that KWP is KWP. Um, but I do think his attack is faltered by not being left footed. He can play defense. He can do that decently and he's good in the role. I just think that Perot was better because of that left foot. He's shown a lot of crosses. He's shown a lot of success going forward with that. 
and it's it sucks that he's been dropped, but um, we'll we'll find out what happens. But going into our formation, what to expect now with Prowsey being out? That's crazy to think about. Um, I'm looking at McCarthy, Tino, Bednarik, Salisu, and I do think Perot is going to come back in. Oh, I do I too. Think, yeah, I think he'll come back in. Now here is where the change is. Uh, right at the end of the last season, uh, Stuart Armstrong did slide into that six role, uh, also alongside uh, JWP. I think he's going to slide back in and remain uh, alongside Romeo. And then it's a crapshoot, and it seems to be that we can't drop Redmond at any point in time. Although he did play up top alongside Adam Armstrong, uh, so I think it'll be Walcott and Redmond. Now, that's maybe not who I'd prefer, but I think that's who's going to be happening. And then Adams will slide back in along with uh, Adam Armstrong up top. Yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, I, I kind of was hoping that Armstrong would slot in into the centre, play a more of attacking role over um, over Romeo, and then push Livramento further forward and put Kyle Walker-Peters at right back. But that's just what I prefer. But I know that's not going to happen. Uh, predictions, then. I think I'm going to go first this week. Uh, and I am going to go for a 1-1 draw. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in this match. Um, fuck it, 2-1 Saints win. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. You really do have no idea. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, Alex is also going for a 1-1 draw. So nice one, Alex. Um, Tim, what are you doing? Uh, I'm taking the opposite, 2-1 loss. Okay. Spread out. Okay. We got a draw, we got a win, and we got a loss. So something's got to give there. Uh, and Gemma, Kevin is going for a customary nil-nil, which I could see happening, to be honest. Nil-nil. Mhm. With our defence. <laughs> They're not exactly lighting up the league with goals at the moment, are they? Okay, well we we'll go with Abby then. Oh, uh, one-one. Yay! Nice one, Abby. Uh, and Caitlin is going for a one-nil Leeds. She's going two-nil Saints. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Mad, but I love it. But I've gone for a Saints win as well, so I can't talk any better. Excellent. Um, right, we have to say goodbye to Tim. Thank you very goodbye, much, guys. Tim. I goodbye. appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Oh yeah. God, I hope so. I hope so. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, we are back with extra time, and we start as always with the predictions from Chelsea. Now, this is annoying because I had written down Chelsea 3, Saints 1, but I believe on the pod I said Saints 3, Chelsea, sorry, Chelsea 3, Saints 0. So I have to go with that, I'm afraid. Uh, You went 1-0 Chelsea, Tim went 1-1 and Alex went 1-0 Chelsea. So we all score points apart from Tim, which means the scores after Chelsea are me on 11, you on 11, Tim on 6, and Alex on 2. Uh, Wife Wars, Kevin. Um, yes, everyone went for a Chelsea win. No one got 3-1, so everyone gets two points except for Jenna. Mm, she went 0-0. She went 0-0. Yeah, so that leaves Moon on 11, uh, Abby tied with Gemma on 8, and uh, uh, Caitlin, all of them have got 8. Yeah. Yes. Um, Super 6. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I forgot to do it again on round 11. So, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant stuff from me. Uh, Round 11 was won by Colin Carter on 16 and he already had the lead. Uh, Now he took it to 110 points. However, round 12 happened yesterday and Laura Maratzing wins. I think that's our second in three weeks. Uh, 18 points for Laura. That's excellent. Um, And Colin Carter still hangs on to the lead 
with 117 points. Now, in the uh, Ugly Inside Super 6, Kev, there was one bloke that got 25 points who won from that week. So he got every single result spot on apart from one. Holy shit. Yeah, he was he was well, he was put it this way. He was two goals away from half a million pounds. All he had. No, I should tell you, his name's Paul Norman. So he got Chelsea to win 3-1. He got Wolves to beat Newcastle 2-1. He got Leeds to beat Watford 1-0. He got Bournemouth to beat Sheffield United 2-1. He got Blackpool to beat Blackburn 2-1. And the only thing that he got wrong was he put uh, 2-0 to Burnley over Norwich, and it was 0-0. So, yeah, two goals from having a quarter of a million pounds. Just wanted to mention that that was absolutely incredible. What a score that was. I've never seen anything that close in our leagues before. So well done. It's impressive. It, it is very impressive. I'll tell you what isn't impressive. My fantasy football team, Kev. Yeah. Nice uh, transition there. <laughs> I was so proud of my team and I used my wild card as well to try and um, make the most of my team because it was really on a, on a slide in terms of quality. And so far I've got 17 points. There's a lot of games going on right now, though, Kev, so don't don't beat yourself up. Yeah, I've only got two players in those games. So. Oh, OK. Well, most of my I'm, and I, I'm doing shit, but I've got a lot of players that are playing today. So, yeah, um, I've got Tony as my captain and Brentford have scored. So I hope that was him. Doesn't look like it so far. No. Um, Matt Mark's still the best podcaster ahead of Freddie from the other inside and Ollie from Saints Prime and uh, top three of. Uh, more or less the same. Uh, Bobby Brown's Magical Saints are taking quite a, a, a lead. Looking up, they're taking, making quite a gap on the rest of the table. Uh, Chino Reno's Newcastle United and uh, another Reno's Aston Villa are second and third. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Russian phrase this week, Kevin? Okay, so this week's Russian phrase is Is Kniazy v Gryazy? Is Kniazy the Kriazy? Gryazy. Um, yeah. I mean, normally it's um, is Gryazy Kniazy from Zero to Hero, but I've switched it around because uh, Warprouse went hero. from mm. a hero to zero. So, yeah, that's what that is. It literally means uh, from a prince. Kniaz is a prince and Kniaz is dirt. Oh, wow. Is Kniaz like is Kniazy that's it really is. difficult. I can't. I struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. Grammatically, it's um, a bit of a nightmare as well when you reverse it. But yeah. Um, yeah. From from Prince to Dirt. <laughs> bit harsh, but yeah. OK. Um, a reminder. Yeah. If you appreciate what we do uh, and you'd like to buy us a pint, uh, then please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, next week, uh, we're not here. Um, but we'll be back to normal after the Leeds game and we'll chat about that. So uh, until then. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up at Southampton. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.